to The Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I have helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So, are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. In today's episode, I'm speaking with my good friend and online business manager, Navek Harrison. Navek is the owner of an award-winning agency, The Virtual Chapter, a support agency for solo coaches, course creators, and consultants who want to transform and elevate their business through the power of leverage systems. Navek is passionate about supporting business owners to show up and deliver their magic with the support of incredible team, structures, and systems. After training with the Beautiful You Coaching Academy and building a successful life coaching business, Navek quickly found her passion in all things technology and people and supporting entrepreneurs to build their dream businesses. Her signature framework of strategy, systems and soul is designed to create business and life-changing outcomes, all while taking care of the behind the scenes of business. When she's not project managing like a boss in Asana, you'll find her spending time with her young family, reading a book or getting her nerd on with the latest tech news. Today, we're chatting all things systems and processes, and I just know you're going to get so much from this conversation with Niv. So let's dive in. So I'm super excited to have you here today to talk about all of the things specifically like systems and processes, automating, and why this should be a focus for most listeners when they're thinking about what they should be doing for 2022 for their business. I'm a huge fan of systems and processes. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, I'm always banging on about it. So I've invited Niv on to give us all the deets. So Niv, to kick us off, this is something that comes up all the time for me and it probably does for you too. Everyone talks about systems and processes interchangeably, but they're actually different things. And I know I got hung up on that and the definitions when I first started in business. So I'd love for you to define them and explain why they're different, but both important. Yeah. Amazing. This is a great place to start. Um, it's really interesting because I also think systems is used interchangeably with like tech and tools as well. So for me, a process is, let's start at the lowest level, a process is the steps it takes to do something really specific within your business. So that could be publishing a blog post. It could be recording a podcast episode. It could be onboarding a client. They're quite micro processes that usually got maybe three, five, maybe eight to 10 steps if they're slightly more complicated, but it's one specific thing that's achieved through the process. When we go up a level to the system, a system is a collection of processes. So you should have a system around 
let's say your content, for example, that's going to include all of those little processes of publishing on Instagram, publishing on a blog, sending out an email newsletter. So your system brings all of those different pieces together. Sometimes they overlap. Sometimes there's some really nice crossover between different processes. Sometimes they're a little bit independent, um, but there's, there's always a general connection there. And then you've got the tech and the tools or the subscriptions that support our processes and systems in business. Oh, I love that definition. Thank you so much for sharing that. And also, I'm so glad that you pointed that out about the tech and the tools because you're so very right that we do use all of these sort of words interchangeably and it's not always beneficial to do that both for ourselves and for our clients because I think a lot of confusion is coming into this and maybe you can speak to this in a sec, how people think like a tool is a system and they're like, oh, I just use, you know, later for scheduling my Instagram posts. So I'm sort of reached for content marketing and how I work with my team. I'm like, huh? And it's, <laughs> like, it's like I've missed a step and they've missed a step too. Do you find that with your clients' community as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. It's something I talk about all the time is that the, the tech, the software is the last step in, in the process, right? We have to know what the process is before we can even find the technology to support it. Otherwise, we're usually just addressing one piece of the puzzle because Instagram, as an example, your content process for Instagram, your content system that involves Instagram is so much more than just the scheduling tool or just Canva to create your graphics. There's there's so many more steps and the processes, the intention of processes is to capture all of those steps to make it easier for you to show up and work or to outsource and start to build out your team and, and hand over and delegate those tasks as well. So true. And I find that a lot of my clients are trying to, which I'm all here for a lot of the time, but offload the thinking onto the tool, right? Yeah. And again, needing to take ownership to be the CEO and actually think about how you want to run your business, which is why I think it's so important to start thinking about it now, ready for next year to meet your business goals as they change. Yeah. I so, mean, technology doesn't solve our problems in business right like and I think this is where we get so hung up because we're like almost shiny object syndrome we see somebody using kajabi and we think we have to be on kajabi because it's bright and shiny and we see these really successful business owners using it or pick any other tool and insert here right um but it's not the tool the tool doesn't solve a broken process ever the best thing we can do is do it manually for a little while test it and figure out what works and do all of the steps ourselves to then determine, well, what technology can support this? What technology can make this process easier versus trying to make our processes fit into a tool in a way that it wasn't designed to be used? So good. And I'd love to dive into that more in a second. But first, I want to have your thoughts around this idea of systems and processes because you see so many successful and profitable businesses like behind the scenes, right? So I would love to know what areas do you recommend in a business that clients should start to systemize and automate first? Yeah, what a great question. The, the thing we want to systematize first, and I'll come back to automation separately, but the things we want to build systems around in our business, first and foremost, is always lead generation and sales. Because if we don't have a system for that, we're probably running a hobby and not running a business. So having a system for how you connect with your ideal clients and then take them from connection and interest through to purchase is the most important system we can build 
at any stage of business, but particularly when we're looking at like going from that, it's just me, I've got a couple of clients, it's probably a side hustle to actually scaling and growing a bigger business and starting to hit those bigger goals and visions that we have. So that would be the first thing. And that in itself is a huge system because realistically, most parts of our business should lead towards lead generation of sales. Our content systems and strategies should be leading towards sales. Um, our, our entire marketing, the intention is to lead towards sales. And then our client processes, our nurture, our offboarding, all of those little processes are also technically part of our sales structure, right? Um, because doing our client experience, our client nurture, our client offboarding really well supports repeat sales. So it's it's a very big system, but it's the most important system we can focus on. It's significantly more important than figuring out some of the more micro things that we get really hung up on. Um, knowing how you attract clients and how you turn them from followers to clients is is the only system that we really need to spend time and effort on. Anything else is supplemental. I love that you share that. My head is sore from nodding because this is something I talk to my clients about all the time too. They're spending a lot of time like organizing how they want to spend their day, which is fab. I advocate for that as well. And a lot of time, you know, thinking about like if they want to be on a podcast or how many podcast episodes they need to do. So it's a lot of sort of content very like I want to do this thing, but not a lot, like you said, on the actual sales process and the customer journey. I think because it is such a huge system to tackle. And like you said, so many processes within that, it can get, I guess, a little daunting and overwhelming. So to talk about automation as well, are there different automation tools or can we use automation to help maybe make this kind of sales system a little bit more manageable or to bite off small chunks that then we can implement, test and learn before we move on to the next section? Yeah, absolutely. Automation, it kind of feels a bit like the dream sometimes, right? Like we want this business that runs without us and just makes the sales on repeat. And essentially automation helps us do that. And there's probably automation within your business already that you're not even thinking about. So things like when somebody signs up to your freebie, and you automatically, your email marketing software automatically sends them that nurture sequence and delivers that freebie and all of those things, that's automation. So there's a bunch of tools out there that allow us to automate lots of different things within the business. And it's really about, like I said before, getting clear on the process first and foremost, and then finding the tool that suits. So it could be finding a CRM type system that looks after your invoicing and contracts. It could be finding a really great scheduling tool that allows clients to book with you really easily, or it could be using a third-party tool like Zapier to connect your existing tech together. There's lots of little things along the way that we can just automate. The best way to figure out what you want to automate is to do it, is to do the process a couple of times, and then you'll either go, I hate this step in the process, so I want technology to support that, or I really like being hands-on in this step of the process, or I don't enjoy this step of the process and I can't find tech to support that, so maybe I'm going to outsource that to somebody else. So good. Yes, that's what I recommend as well. Like, I don't know if I ever told you this, Niv, but I used to do things like put a smiley face, a meh face, or like a sad face against that. lots of things in my business and I worked out sometimes it was the time of day sometimes it was just like the time of year 
you know, sometimes I enjoyed like writing copy and scheduling at other times. I just couldn't, just didn't want to like face it. Right. And so that also helped me to see, like you said, not only the processes, the system, but like my involvement in it, because yes, I would love to just put my business on, yeah, just, and just like automate it and just walk away and, you know, live on a tropical island, sipping cocktails all day. But for most of us, that's actually not reality. And we need to be at least overseeing some parts of the business and checking in with it. So I love that you said, you know, we need to figure that out first before we choose the tool, which is, I guess, like what I wanted to lead into, which was an idea of a project management tool. So lots of my clients are like, there are so many moving bits. I have systems and processes here. I've got apps, I've got tools. It's like a dog's breakfast. You know, each day I'm kind of remembering what I've got going on, let alone using it and implementing it. So I always recommend a project management tool. And then often they come to me and say like, I've tried every single one and I just spend more time like organizing it and myself than actually doing the work. So I would love to know like, what are some questions we can ask ourselves to help us choose a good project management tool for our business? I mean, we're obviously fans of Asana, but there are so many more out there. Yeah, this is a great one. Um, you know how much I, I love a project management tool. And I do say I love Asana. I use and love Asana. Um, but any project management tool is better than none, even when you're a team of one, right? I think it's sometimes it's the thing we think we need only when we're hiring people, but it's really important to have even when it's just us. So the questions that I would consider if I was looking for a project management tool, and they kind of apply to any software or technology you're looking at. Um, so the first one would be, what do you need it to do? Getting really, really clear on what you need it to do for you because different project management tools have lots of different features. So for example, Asana is really task management. It allows you to create projects and have tasks within that versus ClickUp has task management and file management and forms and surveys. It's got all of these additional features. So knowing the specific problem that you're looking to solve is going to be the first thing. The second thing is really considering its scalability. I am not a fan of changing systems every 12 months or changing tech every 12 months because I think it's it takes away time from your business. And a lot of these tools are suitable to scale with us if we choose them right at the start. So what does your business look like now? But also where are you going? Are you going to be adding more team members? Are you going to be adding new products and services and projects that you're going to need to track? Looking to that future state is going to help you choose a tool that's going to be supportive. So, for example, I know a lot of business owners start out on Trello as their first project management tool. It's quite visual. It suits a lot of people, but it doesn't scale very well for most people because there's really limited communication within Trello. You've really only got one view, one layout, and it doesn't suit everybody versus choosing a tool that is going to give you built-in communication so you don't have to add in say Slack, if you add team members, looking for a tool that has different views, different the ability to see data in different ways as you manage different types of projects. Um, and then the most important one, especially for a project management tool, because it should be something you're in daily, is really going to be ease of use. And this looks completely different for everybody, but what is easy for you to use? What are the ways that you like to work? Does it need to be on your phone and on your desktop because you know you work from your phone? Does it need to be 
oh my gosh, what are some of the things that make it easy for me? I, I'm a really linear person. I like a list view. I don't like a Kanban board style layout. So a list view is important to the way I work. Um, maybe you want your attachments and your documents all in one place. Those things that make your life easier are going to be the most important thing. Sometimes you don't know that until you give it a go, but most of these tools at least have a free trial that you can test it out and figure out if it feels good or not. Such good questions to ask. And you're so right. I tried Trello, was never a fan, um, had to do it through businesses. And the same thing as what you said, like it was just not good for scaling, for managing teams, larger projects, yeah. files, because because then we had to use like Google and Slack. And I felt like I was constantly looking for like messages across all of these different platforms. Yeah. And I think that sort of speaks to what a lot of my clients are saying. They're spending so long trying to find things, organize things that's not actually serving them well. So I'd love to also know, do you recommend choosing a platform, whether it's like for email or project management that has like everything, say like an online course platform that has everything built in, or would you suggest or prefer having like individual, like an email that does everything you want and like a payment system that does everything you want and have it separately I'm also asking because my business, I've got everything separate because I'd rather have like the best of everything and then stress out about putting together than having one thing which like average components. So I'd love to know your thoughts. Amazing. In principle, I kind of agree with you. I think most of those all-in-one tools that are marketed as being like the greatest solution to every problem you'll ever have as a business owner, it's kind of like that jack-of-all-trades, master of none, is they tend to be okay at everything but they're not amazing the trade-off on that is it's about the way that you want to work so if for you it's easy to have everything in one place a tool that does your emails your courses your sales pages your checkout and you know that it's got features that you need now and as you grow go with it I am a big fan of having things separated because like you, I want to have the best, right? I want to have the best checkout software. I want to have the best email marketing software. I don't want to have the sort of like average of everything. Um, But the most important thing is, is the way that you want to work. I've got clients who run their entire business in Kajabi, emails, checkout, sales pages, programs, everything. Versus I've got clients like you, Rach, who we've got a mismatch of different systems and we connect them all up. Um, And that works for us as well. There's no right or wrong. There's no one thing that will make you a six or seven bigger business. There's just figuring out what's important to you. And therefore, and again, this comes back to knowing your processes really well. What are your processes? What technology can support those processes? And I think coming back to your other point as well about sort of future-proofing your systems and your processes and thinking about, well, I don't have email now, but I might want to in the next year. And I don't have, you know, online payments right now, but I do want to launch a course. And actually thinking about that, like you said, when you're deciding, because also the reason why I have a whole bunch of everything is because I just added them when I needed them. But, you know, perhaps if I did it all over again, I would maybe do things slightly different so I could have them in the one spot or I would choose different platforms. So I was kind of just choosing as I needed them. Um, And I recommend, like you said, actually thinking about it a bit more because a lot of my clients either are stuck with a system, you know, that has everything and they don't like components, but can't justify, you know, say getting convert kit as an email provider and spending the extra money and then trying to connect it. Or like me, who have got so many 
across the board and is actually spending a lot of money or are getting sort of bogged down in trying to remember like logins and sort of all of that. So I think, yeah, it's really like just in hindsight, I was like, I wish I'd actually thought about this a lot more. And I love that you um, brought that up because I think it would be really, really beneficial for people going into the new year and just generally to be thinking about what their plans are. And like you said, working those out before choosing a platform and then trying to counterfeit it. So one of my final questions, and I am so excited to ask you this and get your thoughts on it because I talk about this with my clients all the time is so many of my clients and community really, really, really do believe that processes and systems and automating areas of their business is going to kill their creativity their joy, their purpose, their fulfillment, like all of the fun stuff when they sit down to do their work. So I would love your thoughts firstly on why you think this is and actually any examples you have where having all of this in place has fueled creativity because we we know, we don't believe, but we do know subconsciously that that just isn't the case. Yeah, amazing. It's Absolutely something I hear all the time as well. I think for some people it's a little bit corporate hangover sometimes. It's coming out of a corporate environment where you are told very strictly this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is the time of day you do it, that there's almost this resistance to creating that within your own business. But I also think there's just this, it's, and it's a very misguided notion that in order to be creative and you know to lean into our feminine and to be in flow and all of these things we think we should be, particularly as, as women-owned businesses, women-owned businesses, that processes is like the antithesis to that. And that's not the case at all. So I am very much an advocate of processes create creativity. And I'll explain that a bit more. So when we don't have processes, and particularly when we don't have our processes documented, we put so much effort on ourselves to remember everything to remember how to publish a blog in WordPress, to remember how to filter our list to send an email newsletter, to remember what days of the week we're supposed to be publishing content or releasing a podcast or all of these little things. And often, especially when we're talking about tech, there's all of these like mini steps as well about like, I need to tick this box and I need to add this category here and I need to click this button at this time to make it all work. And when we don't document that, that falls onto our subconscious to hold and remember for us. And then we wake up at 3 a.m. with this thought of like, oh, my God, did I do the thing? Because we're holding on to it. When we write that down, and you've probably even done this, take processes out of the picture, but you've woken up in the middle of the night feeling stressed or overwhelmed about things, to just write it down. Because then your brain gets to go, well, she's written that down. I can come back and deal with that tomorrow because she's written it down. It's the same with a process. When we write the process down, we free up our brain to focus on more important things. And when we free up our brain, we give ourselves space for creativity. It's it's impossible to be creative when there's no space left, whether that is time, energy, literal brain space. It is impossible to be creative when you don't have that. So having processes allows us to be creative. Now, that doesn't mean you can't lead your business guided by your intuition. It doesn't mean you need to have 12 months mapped out to the day and only show up exactly how you plan to. Processes actually enable us to be a lot more responsive in our business. We get to decide to launch and do it 
pretty quickly because we have a really robust process around launching in our business. Or it allows us to be inspired and create content on the fly because we have a really great process around how we publish. So we can really easily grab the images that we need or use the templates that we've already created. We know where our hashtag bank is to post on Instagram. We know how we repurpose across different platforms. So having those processes enables us to be almost more responsive than if we don't have them because if we don't have them and we're thinking about launching a new service or a new offer for the first time, it's almost overwhelming. We put it off, we delay it because it feels like there's too many steps. We don't know how to ask for help because we've never documented what we do before. Whereas when we've done that work, when we've got our processes and our systems written down, you can almost turn it on like a tap with like, I'm ready to do this. We're doing it now. And then you just have to create around the process. Love this answer. Thank you so much for sharing that. And it's so, so true. If I think about the most stressed and overwhelmed I've been in my business is when I'm trying to do all of the things like the CEO with the vision. And I'm also writing the copy and I'm like setting up all of the sequences in ConvertKit for my launch and I'm trying to remember, and you're right, I am waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning being like, did I, did I set that email to go live at like 10 a.m. or 10 p.m.? And you're like, just, you're right, because I was just constantly not only doing all of the things, I had to remember all of the steps. And even at one stage, I just had all the things I needed to do for like launching or creating content just in a Word document when it was just me. It was in a project management tool. It wasn't anywhere like sexy or pretty. It was literally just dot points and that just in itself like freed up so much brain space. And I just knew that I could get out that document and that's what I would work off. And it was so freeing. So it doesn't even have to be complex, right? If you're just starting out and you're feeling resistance around it, it is like literally to-do list on paper. Yeah, and I think this is one of the things we overcomplicate in business because we feel like systems, like there's some magic thing that successful business owners know about how to create a system and they've got they've probably got another tool that's creating these systems and storing these systems. Most of our processes are either Asana tasks or in a Google Doc. They're not fancy. They're not high tech. It's literally just like, here's the five dot points that I would go through in order to schedule an email and convert kit. And we know that we can hand that task onto anybody who needs to do it. We know we could refer back to it in an instant if we haven't sent an email for a little while for whatever reason. So it's not, it's not more complicated than that. There's not some secret key, again, that we think we're missing. It's literally just writing down the steps that we take to do a thing. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be writing. I'm a big fan of recording on Loom recording yourself, screen sharing as you're doing the thing, talking it out loud to yourself. Um, but that's also a really great way to then be able to, to share that with somebody else, to train somebody else coming into your team or just to refer back to if you're a more visual person. That's such a great tip because my natural instinct as a writer is to write, but so many of my clients and listeners are more visual. And again, they're finding like the list just like aren't doing it for them. So I love the idea of the video. And when I used to train other people in my corporate job to do like communication and marketing style tasks, I always did like screenshots and then dot points and like video and dot points as well for the learning styles. And I think recognizing if that's you and you're like, oh, I like can't find my list. Uh, It's like coffee's all over it. I hate writing things down. Well then find another way to like get that information out of your brain. I know a lot of my clients to do voice notes to themselves and to me, and they literally say, I'm 
just want to talk something out to help me process it, um, you know, share with your thoughts, et cetera. It's also for me so that I can go home and like, you know, do the thing or think about the thing, which I love as well. And I'm totally here for that. And I know that you allow me to sometimes like just dump <laughs> my brain into Voxer, like Niv, help. This is, this is what I think I want to do. Absolutely. I'm here for that. It's, it's really about, and this is one of the joys of being a business owner, right? It's about figuring out your style of work, your style of learning, your style of leading. And that looks really different for everybody. I definitely, I'm a list person. I am very much a linear. I like a a good A to Z style list, but I know that most of my clients don't work that way. Most of my clients tend to be the visionaries, the visual who they want to be able to see the bigger picture or see the process in action before it really makes sense versus off a piece of paper. So figuring out, yeah, the ways that you like to work is so important to building a business that feels, I guess, really sustainable and really you versus something that you sort of want to burn to the ground three months in because you're doing all the things that you think you should be doing versus doing the things that feel good and working the way that you want to work. Which is such a great point because I think I've done it as well, particularly when I was creating courses and really moving to digital products is that people were giving me their favorite like platforms and ways of doing things. And I was kind of just replicating it, but it really was not feeling like aligned. I wasn't feeling connected and I wasn't able to replicate it. And I just had to make a few tweaks. And I think that's also something to think about because we do see a lot of online business owners sharing everything that they use and, you know, not saying you have to use what they do, but saying like, hey, it's all use. And then lots of people then following along and doing all of that when it doesn't, like you said, actually work for them because they're visual or a list person. Um, and so to ask yourself how you want to work and interact first, what serves your business before even thinking about like inviting other people into your, into your business to participate so I would love to know what do you want listeners to take away from this episode about systems and processes? What do I want you to take away? I want you to take away that creating processes is a form of self-care. And it feels incredibly controversial every time I say that, but for all the reasons we spoke about before, creating your processes and systems is going to give you so much more space to show up as your CEO self, as your visionary self versus from a place of overwhelm and busyness of just like deep in doing the things. So if you remember anything, processes are self-care. They are your friend. They are not intimidating. They are something we should be setting up from the very early stages in our business. And if you haven't done it yet, then now's the perfect time to start. Oh, I love that. I literally can picture you like wearing a t-shirt with that on it. Like selling I do it have a business. jumper with that printed on it. <laughs> oh my God. Because I, I was like, I can, I can literally see you doing this. Like I want one of those. I feel like I'm always like advocating for them too. Such a self-care act. I'd never thought about it that way. So thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm going to like sit on that for a while. I hope listeners are too. So thank you so much for coming on the Reach Your Push Up show and sharing your story, insights and wisdom. I know everyone is going to get so much out of this episode. Pleasure.